For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family parenting podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Every one of us as a mom or a dad, we've got those days, those weeks, those months when we struggle to find something good to say about our child, but they are not giving us much to work with. I'm John Fuller along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, it's really easy to criticize my kid, but affirmation is what they crave, right? That's right. We we are built off of affirmations and chiseled on criticism. And so Say that need, again. I like that. We're we're built by affirmations and we're chiseled through criticism. There's constructive criticism. But we need to realize as parents that we're building something pretty big. And those are big building blocks with our kids. So we need to have a lot more affirmation than the chiseling. But there still has to be some chiseling. Yeah. Some some amount of constructive criticism in our relationship. Let me come back and ask you about balance in that, if there is such a thing. Right now, let's hear from Amber, Leah, and Wendy speak. They're talking with Jim Daly about disobedience. All right, let's go to another good one. Disobedience. (laughs) I said to do it. Why do I have to do it? Just because you said so. Because I said so. I mean, what parent hasn't heard that at some (laughs) age? I mean, it's usually 10, 11, 12 where they start kind of that challenge, mm-hmm. but speak to the disobedience factor. Those things can happen at a young age too. I don't want to. Right. And, and you know, the response, the hands are on the hips and you're saying, because I told you, or because I'm the parent, right? because I'm the mom. And you that's know? good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's why. And you know what? That is true. That biblically is, is true. There is a time for that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the time for that. We are the authority. God has given us that authority. But Wendy shared a verse earlier that, you know, we tell our kids, the Bible talks about that it, you are required to obey us so that it will go well with you, so that you will have a long life. There's all these benefits to obedience. And so we try to talk about those sort of organically as we go throughout the day, like, oh, look at you. I just saw that you did the right thing. I'm very proud of you. That really blessed me. And I know that blesses the Lord. So part of our scripts are looking for opportunities to be positively affirming them when they are obedient, as opposed to always trying to parent and give scripts in the aftermath of the problem. But then, you know, catching them doing something good Mm -hmm. is a really good headspace to be in as a mom. That is a great comment. Yeah. And some researchers Mm -hmm. say, you need 10 to 1, 5 to 1 affirmative comments to one negative. I read that when my kids were very young, and I remember just crying. Like, I remember the snot (laughs) when I was like, but there aren't that many positives. And what I felt Mm. the Lord say to me was, well, then there needs to be less negative correction. Wow, like that, instead of saying you know, I have five when negatives, you got to say that again because so many moms, <laughs> right. I mm-hmm. feel it, I see it I in know. Jean. Mm-hmm. 
it's so counterintuitive for the mom it is, to get it that. Is. Say it again. Sure. In, if the ratio is we need 10 positives to one negative and we can't manufacture enough positives, we can't find enough positives, mm-hmm. well, that means we need to have less negatives. And it's not just, to be fair to moms, it's not just moms. Yes. I, I've been really convicted lately. Oh, everybody is. I have we been love John. This. <laughs> I know. I've I been know. convicted lately. I've been messing up on this one. I have not been looking for the good as much as I should yes. be. Yes. Well, I remember our last time here, you said, thank you because as a grandpa this is going to help grandpas mm-hmm. and um so it's dads it's grandpas we have a lot of grandmas we have nannies yeah, that grandmas. follow us online nannies. saying mm-hmm. this is helping me so it's not just moms we yeah. get that so i can see the negatives and i can find a time to put those 25 nasty things my boys said to each other in one teachable moment say so, hey guys after we clean up the dishes from lunch. I want you to join me on the white couch in the front room. Not the white couch. <laughs> I can hear him now. No, good it's things the happen. white couch. Yeah. We're in yeah. trouble. Like, why not the orange couch? That's where we have fun. So they'll join me in the front room and I'll say, this is the rhythm that I'm noticing today. Oh, good. Either it's a rhythm, maybe we're in a rhythm of disobedience, we mm. know, with no's. And my kids actually don't say no. They say other words that mean no. <laughs> they do. You know, like, um, hey, bud, we're doing some laundry. Bring the laundry from your room and the boys' bathroom. Yeah, I'm just gonna. That, uh-huh, that's right. his no. That's his yeah. teenage no. Yeah, I'm just gonna means... No, I'm not going to do it. Or it's yes, yeah. and then 20 minutes goes and by, yes, and, and it's still no. So whatever the thing is that you're seeing that could have yeah. been 25 negative corrections, take note of what they are, and I'll bring them together, and I'll say, this is what I'm noticing today. How can we make a choice to turn around? So that's the script. That's a script. On disobedience. What would be another example of disobedience? So w- one of the things script? that I did with my boys is I took that verse on obedience. Again, you know, I'm, I'm big on just taking one key area that I need to work on or that they need to work on at a time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we get really overwhelmed as parents. So if I'm working on disobedience with them, I will talk about, you know, all the benefits of obedience in the Bible, you know, just simply, casually as we're going about our day. And one of the verses talks about, you know, that it will go well with you. So I tell my boys, I said, this is one of the benefits of obedience. When you obey me, when you obey your dad, it will go well with you. And the opposite of that is that things are not going to go well if you don't obey. They're just not going to go well. And so we kind of talk about that, you know, over a couple of weeks. And then sure enough, the opportunity will arise where they inevitably will disobey and something will not go well for them as a result. They will go way too high up on that, you know, hill that I've told them Mm -hmm. not to climb up on in our backyard and they fall and they get hurt. Or I tell them, you know, you need to take your jacket today because your teacher's taking you on a field trip. You're going on a long walk. Nope, not taking my jacket. Mommy, I'm frozen. (laughs) You know, there's all these natural consequences. And sometimes it's, I clearly told you that if you did this, this would be the the consequence that you would receive. And now they're experiencing that. So we know and we see. So in those moments, I'll say, you know what, son, I love you. I'm really sorry that happened. But what happens when you don't obey? And then they'll say, things don't go well. Yeah, they don't go well. I'm so sorry you Mm -hmm. had to experience that. What a great suggestion of kind of compiling all those criticisms together so you can balance them out with affirmation. Now, Danny, I said earlier, I'd like to ask you about balance. Um, How do we know if we're out of balance? It feels to me, just personally, experientially, 30 plus years as a parent, that I've had way too much criticism for my kids and not nearly enough affirmation. And I would say you'd have most parents would probably agree with you that they're in that camp. Just naturally in the moments, we're going to notice the 
the, the things our kids aren't doing right because of the pace of life. And naturally, we want to correct things, and we don't stop to affirm our kids. We have to be still and really notice those things in our kids. Our kids generally want to make us happy. They want to be affirmed. And what researchers have found consistently is that kids need about six to eight affirmations to one criticism. So if you can keep track just, of that, I'm get wilting the habit. right now. <laughs> I know that's a hard one. So I was ninety percent criticism, ten <laughs> percent. But what a great goal! Yeah, what a great goal. But wow. also to be authentic in those affirmations. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, by actually recognizing what they've done well and recognizing it correctly. Like, hey, I noticed that you were kind to your to your brother, and I know that's so hard for you. Great job doing that. Not not just good job doing something. It's being very specific. Let's say it's in a basketball game. Hey, I noticed that pass you made to that to, to the other kid. It was a great bounce pass. It's not just, hey, good job on the basketball okay, game. Okay, how common is it for our kids when we do that to say, yeah, but it was a really, I, I didn't follow up very well, to kind of deflect the affirmation? It, it's very common with kids that have a hard time receiving that. And what, did they have a hard time because I don't give it enough or what? I, I guess I'm trying to find <laughs> out. Kind of what's yeah. going What's the diagnostic here? Generally, the personality that they are uncomfortable because maybe they haven't heard it enough or they just feel uncomfortable, period, with, with those affirmations. And what you can say is, hey, just absorb it. I just love you. <laughs> and you, you did that well, hmm. and I hope you can own that. But that's up to you. That's not up to me for you to own that. And I'm going to try to do that more for you. Really recognize and become a noticer of what you do well. And let you know about that. In those moments of correction, just know I'm still loving you, and uh, and I'll continue to uh, to be building in you and chiseling because I want the very best for you. Mm. Well, I appreciate Danny's insights. I hope you do too. And we do want you to stop by our website. We've got the uh, link in the episode notes, or you can call us. We've got the number there as well. Um, we want you to take advantage of all the resources that Danny and his team have put together to help you as a mom or a dad really do this well. Uh, You can affirm well, and we want to help you do that. Certainly the book by Amber and Wendy, Parenting Scripts, is a good starting point, and we've got that uh, at the site. Make a donation today, and we'll send a copy of the book to you as our thank you gift for being a part of the support team for the ministry here. And uh, also at the website, we've got a free digital download of the whole conversation that Jim and I had with Amber and Wendy. Now, next time, anxiety that parents feel and that kids feel. I'm John Fuller, and for the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.